Welcome to the Karis Christian Center podcast. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you want to. Praise the Lord. Wow. What a great week. I'm expecting some changes. Amen. And some turnarounds and some breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Uh, tonight, um, you know, when you travel, we travel and constantly, and um, sometimes we only have one or two services, maybe three, four, some places. Then we go to the next place. And so um, I was listening to Dad Hagen teach, and he said, when you have certain kind of ministry, if you're a teacher, you could know what you're going to teach on for a week ahead of time or a month ahead of time. He said, but when you function in the office, the office that he functioned in, which is the office of a prophet and a teacher, and he laid hands on me so many times that he just <laughs> rubbed off on me. So, so uh, he taught us faith. We learned faith and how faith works. Um, then he taught us about the Holy Ghost. And um, he spent about 15 years before he went to heaven doing what he called Holy Ghost meetings, doing Holy Ghost meetings. Well, uh, I think you're a tremendous disadvantage if you've never been in one. <laughs> Amen. And you sure don't know how to act sometimes if you've never been in one. <laughs> uh, but my mom and dad and my grandpa, my grandma, they were um, Holy Ghost preachers. They believed not only in the Word, but they believed in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So... The working of the Holy Spirit. So Dad Hagen did 15 years of, of what he called Holy Ghost meetings because he said there is a move of the Holy Spirit that will be lost to this generation unless we are taught. He said, and we must be taught by precept from the Word and by example of what happens in a Holy Ghost meeting. And so Dad Hagen did 15 years of those and so I went to as many as I could go to in those 15 years, and um, um, man, it just turned things around in my life. I could go stay there for three or four days and have a total breakthrough, and everything would change. So I went to as many as I could. So what happened in the Holy Ghost meetings? Well, he said this particular demonstration of the Holy Spirit and move of the Holy Spirit would be characterized by joy in the Holy Ghost. And so we went to these meetings, and there was um, joy in the Holy Ghost. And then he kind of got, he probably ended up with about two or 300 pastors that would follow him from city to city whenever they could get there. And so you'd see a bunch of friends, pastors from all around the country in these Holy Ghost meetings, you know, in whatever state they were in. And after you've been doing that for about 10 or 15 years, you, you kind of became a Holy Ghost-aholic. <laughs> And uh, you had your drinking friends, <laughs> and you had your drinking music, <laughs> amen, and you learned how to drink, and Jesus said, come to me and drink. So the Lord said, I didn't say come to me and think. He said, actually, if you'll, I said, come and drink. He said, so you make sure you're not sitting in just the thinking section. Sit in the drinking section and you'll receive a lot more if you'll sit with the drinkers than if you're just with the thinkers. 
You say, well, isn't thinking right important? Yeah, the Lord said, if you would drink better, you would actually think better. Because that is a supernatural spiritual thing when you learn how to drink from the presence of the Lord. In his presence is fullness of joy. In other words, you can't spend any time in his presence without coming out happy. I said coming out of that happy just sound wow. Amen. And so the scriptures Dad Hagen would use that he would start with would be in... Um, Romans 14, 17. And so we're going to start off tonight just with those two scriptures. And um, we'll see where we end up. Praise the Lord. Y'all know Romans 14, 17. It says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, understanding the gift of righteousness. We have excellent teaching on the gift of righteousness, significant breakthrough revelation. I mean, understanding the gift of righteousness, that you'll never be more righteous than the day you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord. Amen. Because God said, I'm giving you my righteousness because of the blood. So understanding righteousness is very key to the kingdom of God. And then the next thing he said is peace. The peace of God passes all understanding. Or you could say, you enter into rest. No more struggling no more striving. Come on, no more trying to make things happen on your own. Come on, you realize I'm the believer here. God's the performer. Amen. He knows my address. He's well able to take care of things for me. Amen. And it's amazing how well he can do that. So I don't have to struggle or try to make it happen. Amen. That's just I enter into rest. What's well, a great place to be, isn't it? Just enter into rest. Your heart, your mind, no more struggling. Perfect peace. Hallelujah. You can sure tell when people have peace in this world that's so goofed up, right? The peace of God passes all understanding. Amen. And you, you get settled. Amen. So the next one he said is uh, joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, it must be a, a very important part of the kingdom of God. He listed here as a major part of the kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, we know on the day of Pentecost when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they got so happy that people thought they were drunk or the people thought they were intoxicated. And Peter had to stand up and say, these are not drunk as you suppose. This is what happens in the last days is God is pouring out his spirit on all, all flesh all over the world. So maybe you don't see it on the news media, but there's something happening in our generation of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that can literally change the atmosphere in a whole nation, in a whole city. Amen. The Holy Ghost, my daddy would always say, the Holy Ghost can do more in five minutes than you could do in five years. How many of you like to have about five minutes lost in the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. And so he's called that joy in the Holy Ghost. And of course, one of my favorite quotes comes from C.S. Lewis, who said, joy is the serious business of heaven. In other words, anytime heaven is going to take care of serious business, it will happen in an atmosphere of joy, great joy, joy in the Holy Ghost. 
so powerful that even the anointing is called the oil of joy. Are y'all still here? And I know you cannot get a sad anointing. Are y'all seeing the gospel means good news, a message that makes you glad. So if you are not glad, either you don't believe the gospel or you don't understand it because the first reaction you'll have to the gospel is it's going to make you glad. Hallelujah. And so that joy in the Holy Ghost, he said there's a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And he said, and when this move of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit starts moving, and so he would teach a while, and then the Holy Ghost would start moving. The anointing would come. And then when we were in St. Louis, he laid hands on us, and he said, I'm going to place some of my honor upon you, and you will carry the glory and the fire of the Holy Ghost. So there's nothing I'd really rather do than to teach. And sometimes you want to tell the Lord, you know, that he's running your revelation. <laughs> you have deeper subjects, right? And yet the Holy Ghost just takes over and you start drinking from the presence of God. And the Holy Ghost said, I can take care of this for you supernaturally. Amen. So we're just going to look a little bit on yielding to the Holy Ghost. And I want to look at Psalms 126 because we're really talking about the Lord turning things around. The Lord turning things around. Sometimes you see things and people or situations and you think, well, it's always going to be that way. Amen, in your own life, and you just feel like you're stuck in a situation, but the Lord can turn some things around. I said, he can turn some things around. Come on, what the devil meant for evil, the Lord can turn that thing around for your good. Amen. The devil will wish he never attacked you. Come on, after you yield to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so Psalms 126, it says, and uh, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like those that dream. Anybody here ever had a dream, come on, of some things that you believe God wanted to do in your life, but it seemed like it was too difficult and it seemed too far away and how could it ever happen? But they said, when the Lord turned again our captivity, it was like a dream coming to pass. Come on, there's many dreams in this room and some that you may have had for years, but the Lord said, I'll bring that dream to pass supernaturally. Amen. If you'll drink, I'll do more than you can ask or think. Let's try that again. I said, if you'll drink, yield to the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Holy Ghost. God said, if you'll drink, I'll do more than you can think. I'll do more than you can think. So he said, when the Lord turned again, so when he said the Lord turned again, simply meant that the Lord had turned it before, and now he's turning it again. Everybody say, turn it again. Amen. Now, a preacher came to my dad, my dad pastored many years, and so a young preacher came to him and said to my dad, said, wow, we just got a breakthrough, pastor. We just had a breakthrough. My dad said, remember how you got it, because you'll need more than one. <laughs> so some of you have had a breakthrough, haven't you? How many of you have had a breakthrough? How many of you have had some things turn around in your life and you go, wow, look what the Lord has done. But I'm telling you, your biggest breakthroughs are going to happen in the days and the months that are just ahead. In other words, God's going to turn some things around again. He turned it again. Let's try that again. I said he turned it once. Now he's going to turn it again. He's going to turn it again. He's going to turn it again. 
And so a lot of that happens in the atmosphere when you and I are yielded to the Holy Ghost. Make room for the Holy Ghost. Yield to the Holy Ghost. Respond to the Holy Ghost. So he says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. And he said, then was our mouth filled with laughter, which means we couldn't stop laughing. Now, how many of you ever had an experience with the Lord that was not a crying one? <laughs> Amen. Nothing wrong with a crying one if you need one. But in the way we grew up, sometimes in church, people thought, you know, they'd never receive from God unless they were crying. Matter of fact, the sermons were designed to make you cry. <laughs> and if you couldn't cry, then you weren't very spiritual. So you had mostly crying altar calls in those days. And so when I saw what the Lord was doing in this move of the Spirit, he said, you're going to have a different kind of altar call. He said, I'm going to call it a laughing altar call. So instead of coming and crying about something, you're going to come and start laughing about something. So Smith Wigglesworth said, when it comes to living by faith, that faith laughs at impossibilities. Come on, and the Lord will turn your mourning into dancing and your sorrow into joy. Amen. So that you don't have to go down in grief and sorrow and disappointment. But Jesus has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And so you will be the happiest person in your, all of your relationships and your family. And come on, and so many people are sad. Everywhere you go, sadness and worry and oppression. And, and you come in and smile and you're like, Amen. So we'll, we'll get to this in just a second here, but let's see if you can see this, that the Lord turned again our captivity. Our things that were limiting our life, the Lord turned it again, and our mouth was filled with laughter. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the problem is most people don't think laughing is very spiritual. But the Bible says that God himself sits in the heavens and he laughs. Listen, and I don't think you can get more spiritual than him. <laughs> I know some people have been trying, but I just don't think you can get more spiritual than God. And God sits in the heavens and he laughs. Amen. And the joy in his presence and he's laughing in that situation. It says that when he looked at the situation that was coming against him, God just said, ha, ha, ha. Now, I'm not sure what that sounds like. <laughs> but I believe he would be the original laugher. <laughs> I said, he's the original laugher. I don't know if it's a real deep laugh. Or, oh, oh, oh. I sure hope it's not a high-pitched one. But anyway, so God said, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> And so the Spirit of God will have you laughing at the most unusual times. Let's try that again. At the most unusual times. Come on, the Holy Ghost will say, go ahead and laugh about that. Go ahead and laugh about it. He said, just go ahead and laugh about it. 
I like what Dad Hagen said. He said, I learned after getting filled with the Holy Ghost that he said certain, you know, feelings or pain may come against him or thoughts come to his mind. And he said, I learned to do this. When the feeling came or the thought came, I would say, ha ha, Mr. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. Let's try that one more time. Come on, a thought, a feeling, you know, come on. And you say, I wonder what that is. And he'd say, ha ha, Mr. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. Let's try that one more time. Come on. Thoughts, you know, and fears or anxieties come against you and you do what? Ha ha, Mr. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. And he said, the devil will scurry around, get his things and get out of town. Instead of you being afraid, if you'll say, ha ha, Mr. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. So he says, the Lord turned again our captivity. mouth was filled with laughter. Means we couldn't stop laughing. Our tongue was singing. And then he says what? We're like those that dream, mouth filled with laughter. Our tongue was singing. And then what happened? The heathen said, the Lord has done great things for them. Now, how many want to see the blessing of the Lord break out to such a degree that, that the heathen will say, did you see what the Lord just did for them? <laughs> Come on, until the heathens start talking, we're not having much influence. Amen. The heathen said the Lord's done great things for them. Then we said the Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Are y'all still with me here? Come on, when they came out of Egypt, it says they came out with great joy. And it says, and the Lord gave them the land of the heathen. And they came out with silver and gold and said there was not one sick person in the whole tribe. Come on, no matter what you've been through, the Lord said, I'm bringing you out of that situation. Come on, healthy and strong, amen, full of joy with plenty of money, amen. And I'm going to give you the land of the heathen. Come on, I'm getting some new land, some new property, amen. You're getting some new property, the blessing of the Lord. But he brought them out with joy. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Your joy, let's try it again. In other words, if the devil can steal your joy, come on, if he can mess with your mind, get you worried, frustrated, and upset, well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so that joy actually is a demonstration of the triumph of Christ. Amen. How many believe when Jesus raised from the dead, he came forth with great joy and he had a celebration, had a triumph procession like a parade through downtown eternity and he drug every devil behind him, every demon, amen, and shattered, empty, and defeated. And Jesus is Lord and the devil knows more about his defeat than most Christians. So your joy is a demonstration. So you laugh, you say, ha ha. What does that mean? That means devil... You are defeated, and I have victory and triumph in Christ. Amen? So here's what I want you to see. He said, in this move of the Holy Spirit, he said, laughing or joy will be one of the key ingredients of this move of the Holy Ghost. Laughing or joy will be one of the key ingredients. Now, there is a laugh of faith. That's good. But there is also joy in the Holy Ghost. 
That's when the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you drink from the presence of God and you get a, a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some people just need fresh oil, fresh anointing, fresh revelation. Amen. And the joy of the Lord filling your life. Amen. Joy. Everybody say, I got joy. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when I'm facing adversity, I do what? I count it. Oh, joy. So this joy actually is a strategy. I don't believe the Lord's just trying to make us look silly. I mean, we can do that on our own. But I don't believe he's just trying to make us look silly. This joy is a strategy. So James 1 there, he says, count it all joy. When? All right, let's try this side over. When did he tell you to count it all joy? Because most of us can be happy when everything's going real good for us. He said, but when you're facing adversity and trial and pressures coming against you and things are not going real well for you, he said, that's the time I want you to get happy. Don't just get happy. Turn your joy up. Turn it up. Come on, from minimum joy to maximum joy and let the devil know there's no way he can win in this situation because you're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Filled with the Holy Ghost. So it says count it all joy. And really there it says count it maximum joy. All right, let's try it one more time. Count it maximum joy. In other words, there is a minimum joy, and then there's a maximum joy. And then so minimum joy would be kind of just sitting there with your teeth in your mouth. <laughs> if you were going to turn your joy up to maximum joy, I believe there are things that happen at maximum joy that cannot happen at minimum joy. All right, let's try this one more time. I said, there's some things that can happen at maximum joy. That just won't happen at minimum joy. So if you're going to turn your joy up, he says, knowing this, the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In other words, God said, I'm bringing you out of a place of lack to a place of perfect, entire, wanting nothing. I believe there is such a place. Man, hallelujah. I've been there. You say, well, how'd you get there? Same way I got there last time as the way I'm getting there this time. Amen. So count it all joy. So count it maximum joy. Or, or as I used to um, uh, make this uh, microwave popcorn every night. When Trent and I first got married, we got a microwave. We were a little suspicious of it when we first got it. Um, but we didn't know how to use it much, but we knew how to uh, make microwave popcorn. So every night, I'd put in a bag of popcorn if I'm going to watch football or something. And uh, that microwave required three minutes and 45 seconds. Or if you went too long, it'd burn it. Come on, if you didn't go long enough, you'd have a bunch of those kernels in there, which actually are dentist friends. <laughs> true. So I knew exactly what it took, three minutes, 45 seconds. And it has a little window 
So I put the popcorn in there and just lay there in a bag. And then I'd turn three minutes, 45 seconds. Then I'd make sure the football game's on. Then I'd make sure I'd have me a Coca-Cola or something to drink. And then I'd go look in the window, three minutes, 45 seconds, and nothing would happen. Nothing happened for one minute. Nothing happened for two minutes. Come on, nothing happened really for two minutes and 45 seconds. And then at about 2.45, you would get one pop. Because you were watching, you're like, that's why they put the window there. So you're looking in the window, and you hear one pop, and you go, I got a pop. That means something is happening. Come on, and some of you have been around for a while, and it looks like nothing's been happening for a while. And God said, I'm going to give you a pop. Just watch out, I'm going to give you a pop. You'll say, something is happening. <laughs> and so he said, uh, I kept looking at it for three minutes, 45 seconds. And the last minute, it would go pop, 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 just make you happy while it was going pop, 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 and you know, you're like, wow. So the Lord told me one time, he said, I can pop your whole bag in the last minute. So if you feel like you've been waiting for a while on some things to happen in your life, God said, don't be upset. Come on, have patience. I'll pop your whole bag in the last 60 seconds. So don't be upset about it. He said, I'm still working on your case. Hallelujah. Are y'all still with me? All right, now listen. But one time I put my bag of microwave popcorn in there. And nothing happened the first minute, nothing happened the second minute, nothing happened the third minute, nothing happened the fourth minute. And I thought, there is something wrong. So I looked at the microwave, and someone had turned it from high to defrost. <laughs> well, we don't know who did that, do we? So, so I hollered, I said, Trina! She was in the back of the house. I said, did you turn the microwave from high to defrost? <laughs> Quiet for a second. <laughs> yes, honey. I'm sorry. You have just wasted four minutes of my life. <laughs> so I had to turn it back to high. Come on and get the pop going. And then it all popped right. So if you hadn't got a pop in a while, you might be on defrost. I, I'm just telling you, if you would just turn your joy up a couple of notches, come on, turn it up. <laughs> Let's try that again. Some of y'all have been on defrost a while. And if you would turn your joy up, count it all joy. Come on, from one joy to two joy to three joy to four joy. <laughs> Well, what does one joy look like? It might be like a smile. I see some of you have almost made it there to one joy. You, you have hit one joy. Probably won't pop nothing, but you look better. Well, I wonder what a uh, two joy would be like. Well, let's just say you smile and then two joy, you... You, you just laugh a little bit. You go, ha, 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 And you know that medical science actually agrees that you get the same benefit from a fake laugh as you do from a real laugh. 
In other words, your body can't tell the difference. But you get the same benefit that they say when you're laughing, come when your endorphins come out. Some of y'all's endorphins hadn't been out in a while, but when you have a good belly laugh, your endorphins come out. Come on, lowers your blood pressure. Come on. Helps your digestive system. Come on. Makes you better looking. Come on. Amen. Amen. So MD Anderson Hospital they actually have laughing classes in a hospital. Cancer treatment center, they have laughing classes. And they're not really Christian classes. They're just laughing classes because you heal so much better when you're happy. Come on, that they, they get together laughing classes. You say, well, how do they do that? Well, you know, they basically get a laughter leader. <laughs> Maybe volunteers. <laughs> so they get a laughter leader to come up. And he just start laughing. And then, you know, a few people start laughing. Then they bring up another leader, you know. They just laugh. <laughs> bring up another one until the whole place is laughing. So what's that do? Well, I mean, there's, it's like a medicine, the Bible says. Come on, some of y'all need some medication, I can tell by looking at you. So laughing is like medicine. You should hang out with happy people. Are y'all still here? Someone that can make you laugh. Amen. <laughs> Some happy people. I mean, there are actually happy people in the world. Amen. Who are the happiest people in the world? People that are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. That your name's written down in heaven. Come on. You ought to say, I'm the happiest person. Amen. My whole job, everywhere I go, I'm full of joy. So let's see if we can get you to maybe three joys. One joy is a smile. I know some of y'all are struggling with that. You're like, he is not going to make me laugh. <laughs> Come on, then. did you know that money cannot cure misery? <laughs> One of the most unhappy people in the world, in neighborhoods, are very rich and very unhappy. Because you can only get this joy from the Lord Jesus Christ, from the presence of God, and from the indwelling Spirit of God. Come on, you got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. All right, let's see if we can get to three joy, all right? So one joy, smiling, and two joy, you started laughing. All right, that's pretty good. Four joy, maybe you, you just kind of shout a little bit. Just a little bit, not too bad, just kind of go, I see some of y'all like, I never thought of that. Listen, all right? So you go from smiling because you say, what are you doing? You're just turning your joy up a notch. So you go, woo. <laughs> now you got even the devil wondering why you're happy. <laughs> now here's what my mama used to do. Woo, we had some challenges in the ministry and the family over 50 years my mama always reacted the same way. And she'd start to praise the Lord with a joyful noise. And she'd do a little, woo, thank you, Jesus. Woo. And she would run around the church. 
So if you had visitors coming, you know, you'd always be like, you know, I'd pray and say, Lord, please don't let mama run today. If there's any way, I mean, it's very embarrassing, you know, to have your mama go running around the church. And one Sunday, I actually, uh, a friend of mine accidentally came. I didn't invite him. And he was sitting there. So I said, well, come sit by me. I said, it's not a regular church here. Don't get upset. I'll explain it to you. Listen, if you don't have a church that you have to explain things to visitors, you do not have the Holy Ghost in your church. <laughs> Come on now. If you don't ever have to explain nothing. <laughs> so mama shout, woo. She took off running. My friend said, who is that woman? I said, well, I have no idea who this woman is. I said, you know, church like this, we get a few weirdos that show up every now and then. So my mama's running around the church. The only illustration we have in the Bible is that, that I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. That means I had three and a half years of drought, and I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And Elijah just started running while he was running, the rain fell. So that running could be in that situation a demonstration of the Holy Ghost, that some things are about to turn around so radically that come on, that I might have had famine for the last three years, but I hear the sound of an abundance of rain and my mama, woo, she'd take off running. Well, if that was the end of it, you know, be all right. You know, you could say, eh, we had one runner. But usually one runner, you know, will cause like two runners and three runners and Uh, that wasn't the end of you. You know, if, if one person gets lit, you believe in the power of God, the power of the Holy Ghost. One person gets lit. Boom! She took off running. We're fixing to go to four or five joy here in just a second. Come on, we went from smiling to laughing to shouting. <laughs> and now we got a runner. Wow, she's running. Didn't happen every Sunday. Come on. Didn't happen every Sunday, but you could never tell when it was going to happen. You couldn't schedule it and say, okay, we're going to have running this morning. <laughs> Everybody say joy. But we're not just talking about joy. We're talking about the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Then it becomes serious business. All right, let's try this side over here. In other words, it's not silly. It becomes serious business that you believe while you're yielding to the Holy Ghost, God is taking care of some business for you. I like to say, while you're shouting and praising and laughing, God said, I'm doing something back at your house. I'm taking care of business for you supernaturally. Come on, there's things that are turning around in your life. While you're praising, while you're rejoicing, while you're laughing, woo! Come on, God is turning things around. Come on, I believe God can turn some things around in the next three days in your life while you're rejoicing here. God said, I'll take care of that situation for you. He can shut the devil's mouth. I said, he can shut the devil's mouth. He can open up new doors that you've never seen before. Come on, he can bring increase like we've never seen before. 
But it is not by might, it is not by power, not by your ability, not by your talent, not by your education, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. So go ahead and practice laughing for a minute. Come on, we got to four or five joy, maybe. <laughs> well, that's the end of Mom and Run, a few other runners. Then, a guy by the name of Sidney Smith, and he's a big, big, strong guy, and he ran a bar in town. My daddy visited him until he got saved and filled the Holy Ghost, a totally different man. And he had such a network of heathens that he got all the network saved. So he became the best soul under my dad's church, but he's a big, strong guy. But this guy could not and would not ever change without the power of God. Y'all still here, come on. Without the power of God, he ain't ever going to change. He's a rough character. So mama would run. Sidney would sit there like this, and he'd be like in the center aisle. And you could see when the Holy Spirit would start to come on him. And this strong guy, and he would kind of, you could see, like, uh oh. <laughs> Don't let Sidney loose. Sidney, come on, well, back in those days, the preachers couldn't even have televisions. We used to have to go to the deacon's house to watch television. So, so but you didn't need television if you had church like this. You're like, Oh, if Sydney gets loose, baby, it's going to be better than any Hollywood could ever do. <laughs> so my friend's eyes are getting bigger and bigger. I thought, oh, Lord, he's never coming back to church. Instead, he said, I'd sure like to get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Whatever they got, I'd sure like to have that. So he got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost before it's over. So now, Sydney, Mama running, and Sydney. He would come out of the middle line like this, and you're like, he's like a middle linebacker, man. Even the devil's scared when he got up. He's going, whoo! <laughs> now, we didn't have no classes for this. That would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? We had no classes, you know. You didn't have to wear leotards, you know. You didn't have to, like, do stretching before the meeting or something like that. But <laughs> Sydney would go, whoo! Woo! And then he gets the other one going, woo! Come on, it's like one of the New Zealand uh, haka dances, you know. It's like the all blacks are, rah, Come on, let the devil know he cannot dominate you because of the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, did you hear about the guy that was. At school, you know, and he had this paper, you know, had a bunch of names on it. He was the school bully. He had all these names. So his friend walked over and said, what you got there? And the bully said, I got the name of everybody in this school I can whoop. So his friend looked at him and said, hey, you got my name on there. You can't whoop me. He said, okay, I'll take your name off. How many like the devil have to take your name off the list and say, take my name off that list because I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so he starts to stomp. Ooh. Ooh. 
Come on, the Bible says David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Come on, you say, what was he doing? So his wife said, you look like a fool. And he said, I shall be yet more vile than this. You got to like a man that could at least talk back to his wife. Remember that, Pastor. Anyway, please talk back. <laughs> so David started dancing with all of his might and literally ushered in the glory of God. Come on, man tried to get the ark in his own way and it did not work. Only the Spirit of God can bring that glory back into your house, into your life, into your church. Only the Holy Ghost can do that. I am not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. And if you have to look like a fool, sometimes you're just going to have to get ugly for Jesus. You might want to tell the person next to you, excuse me, I'm fixing to have to take care of some business right now to let the devil know he cannot dominate me, that I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. So I'm going to have to take care of some business. Excuse me. Ha ha. Come on, have we made it to five joy yet? Well, in case you were waiting on five joy or six joy or seven joy. <laughs> And while Sydney would run, there was a lady in our church that she was like the richest woman in town. She had the diamonds, you know, and rings and everything. Very, very fancy, fanciest car. She was Baptist, but she'd come to my dad's church after the Baptist dismissed because we're still going for another hour. So then she would come and get full of the Holy Ghost. Her name was Sister Houston. So while Mama's running and a few runners with her, and then Sydney's, I mean, this is like, Sitting there stomping. <laughs> and Sister Houston, you could hear her. She'd be in the back. She'd go, <laughs> And she just laughed real high pitch. <laughs> just laughing real high pitch. <laughs> and she literally would get intoxicated. Some of y'all, you use your brain way too much. <laughs> Listen, if you could figure out God, we would all be very disappointed. Because we know how smart you are. And if you figured out God, eternity is going to be boring. Let me just tell you this. God has ways way beyond your intellect, way beyond your mind. You would never figure out what he's doing, how he's doing. <laughs> so the Lord told me one time, he said, now, you can figure out how faith works, but you'll never know how I'm going to do your miracle. Come on. You can understand how faith works without trying to take it another step and saying, I know how exactly how God's going to do it. No, God said, I could come through the floor. I could come through the window. I could come through the door. I could use people you never even met yet. Come on. To, for your miracle to come to pass. So don't limit God. Come on, let him loose. Uh-huh. So, Sister Houston, you know, high society, fancy car, but she loved the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, you're going to be so happy 
when the Holy Ghost comes. He's going to move on the inside of you. He's going to be your helper, your intercessor, your advocate, your strengthener, your standby. Imagine the strength that comes from the Holy Ghost. Let's try that again. I said the strength that comes from the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. Now, you know, when, when our kids were little, we traveled around in a 40-foot motor home, you know, and had a big diesel motor. And, and then you had um, a regular battery that you would start your motor home with. And then you had the motor home batteries, you know, a set of batteries that you could have six or eight or ten batteries underneath that. That was for the motor home. But if you happen to get in and we're going to drive after you've been sitting there a few days, then the regular motor battery could be weak or dead. And so you get in there, so they had designed a, a boost, a little button to the left that if you, if you push that button, it would connect the regular battery to a bank of about eight batteries. So it'd be going, and then you show, and you go, and start right up. Some of y'all just hadn't found that button yet, I'm just telling you. Once you find out where that button is, you're having a hard time getting started in the morning. Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. Ha ha. So then Sister Houston, she would just walk around laughing. You could tell she was really under the influence intoxicated. You might need a designated driver. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people have had more practice at drinking. You need to have a drinking friend and to go sit somewhere else that you learn how to drink or yield to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he said, rivers of living water, more than you can contain, come up out of your spirit. And there's a river of revelation. There's a river of joy, a river of healing that all comes right up out of the inside of you. So while you're laughing, I thought my next book I should write was, would say, while I was laughing. <laughs> while I was laughing. Let's practice that. I said, while I was laughing. Come on, when I got full of joy. While I was laughing. All right, so here's what the Lord told me, and I'll just kind of let you see this. Because he said, when he turned our captivity, we were like those that dream, and our mouth was filled with laughter. Because we were believing God for 10 years for some land and stuff for our office, 10 years, and it's just starting to look more and more impossible to find what we wanted and what looked appropriate. And so, so uh, but I kept going to Holy Ghost meetings. I go to Holy Ghost meetings and Dad Hagen, he, he started laughing. I, I feel that anointing right now, excuse me, but um, that anointing, you could feel the anointing's tangible, and so that anointing would come on me. The anointing, the oil of joy, and that joy, that anointing, destroys every yoke. Yeah. 
Come on, that anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so you could get healed while you're laughing. Come on. The Lord turned things around while you're laughing. And you might have came in with a lot of stuff tying you up and worrying you and frustrating you. And the Holy Ghost say, I'll take care of that for you. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> so in those meetings then, ha-ha. <laughs> so here's the way the Lord said it to me. I went to 10 years of those meetings, and I got to where I got so blessed. Every time I went, I would get so blessed. I got to where I could bring $10,000 every time just as an offering. Then later, I, well, I'll give 50000 give 100000 Well, I never had that before, so people say, what you laughing about? You go, <laughs> I'm laughing all the way to the bank, baby. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> I've got something to laugh about. The blessing of the Lord. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So they actually started giving me a reserved seat. Hey, Mark, you sit right up here. <laughs> and so Dad Hagen walked by and come on, not hit you too hard, but kind of pop you in the head a little bit, not too hard, just kind of <laughs> tap you on the head. And he said, and when you receive that anointing, either you'll start laughing. He said, some people may start rejoicing. Some people may start dancing. Or some people, the anointing be so strong, they'll just fall out. They'll just be laying on the floor. Ah, 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 so here's, here's what happened. So we went home and got that 30 acres of land, which was more than we could ask or think. Beautiful piece of property, the buildings and everything. And when we got home, here's what the Lord said to me. He said, when you were in those meetings and you were laughing, you really were laughing about something. All right. Because a lot of times people think, wow, I'm so happy. But it's more than just ha-ha happy. God said, I'm taking care of business for you supernaturally. While you're praising, while you're rejoicing, and while you're laughing, God said, that thing that only looked like a dream, I'll bring it to pass for you. While you're yielding to the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. When you turn your joy up, and apparently you can do that by choice. You're saying, where is that knob? When you turn your joy up. All right, let's try it one more time. Turn your joy up. Turn your joy up. Ha, ha, ha. That Dad Hagen said he laughed for 45 minutes one time. You know, believing for healing, laugh for 45 minutes. The devil said, you're not going to get your healing this time. He said, that's why I'm laughing. I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me 2,000 years ago. So I'm just going to go ahead and laugh. Ha, 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 ha. 
Then my other preacher friend, he is believing for $3 million. Oh, God, somehow, someway, Lord, I need $3 million. And he said, the Lord stopped me and said, how would you act if you already had the $3 million? He said, well, I would get real happy. Then he went back. Oh, God, somehow we need the $3 million. I said, how would you act if you already had the $3 million? In other words, God wants you to believe you have received. Come on, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. In other words, this is a fact of your faith. Ha, ha, ha. Yay! So... Brother Goodwin, who was my dad's friend, and Brother Copeland's, Brother, brother uh, uh, John Osteen's friend, uh, asked him, they said, how in the world is your church, your property, and everything? And said, how did you get so blessed? He said, you know, I just danced some money in. Hmm. Now, he wore a suit every day. You know, back in those days, that was the way. He wore a suit every day, so he's a dignified guy. But he said, I just rejoiced or I danced the money in. In other words, while you're laughing, I have, I have rejoiced in millions. While you're laughing, while you're rejoicing. Come on, money's moving, money's shaking, strongholds are breaking. Come on, houses and lands coming into your hands. Why? I'm laughing and rejoicing before the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. The Lord turned my captivity like a dream coming to pass while I was laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! How would you act? Yeah. Trina said, the Lord just said to her, while you're rejoicing here, paraphrase, God said, I'm working in your future. Come on, I'm making the darkness light before you, crooked things straight. Come on, open up new doors for you. Ha ha. Lift up your voice and thank God. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Ha ha. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. Ha ha ha. Woo, give him a shout. Hallelujah, the Lord. He turned it once, then he turned it again, then he turned it again, then he turned it again, then he turned it again. He broke me out of a little place. Glory to God. Fill my mouth with laughter. Ha, 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 ha. Full of joy and full of the Holy Ghost. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha. <laughs> Fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory. 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 <laughs> 
full of joy. Full of joy. <laughs> full of joy. Full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> full of joy. Full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Shackle every chain. Glory to God. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Somebody said, Well, how long is this going to take? It won't take long if you'll turn your joy up. I said it won't take long if you'll turn your joy up. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Glory. Glory. Come on, drink until you feel. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Ha, ha, ha. The Lord is turning again. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, things are turning again for your future, for your life. Come on, things are turning again. Ha, 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 ha. Glory. 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 Ha, ha, ha. If you only knew what you were laughing about, I said, if you only knew what you were laughing about, what you're praising about, what you're shouting about, if you, if you only knew what you were dancing about, man, we couldn't keep you still. If you only knew what the Lord had planned for you, ha-ha, if you only knew Give the Lord a shout, hallelujah. What the devil meant for evil. I said the devil meant it for evil, but the Lord is turning things for your good, for your future. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, you have something? Yeah, the working, working. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Mm. What a desire that you have is mm. of him. And mm. so, ha, ha, yeah. And work together. Ah, for you are partnering together with the Almighty God. <laughs> and the desire and the dream that you have has been planted in your heart. 
uh, for such a time as this, even this hour. So do not draw back, but yield to the Holy Ghost, for he will perform those things in your life and be filled with the Holy Ghost. For I have things beyond what you could even imagine, things beyond what you could even think. But the dream is of me, saith the Lord, and I planted the dream on the inside of you. So receive that and rejoice in it and declare the goodness of God. And then laugh, laugh in the face of the enemy and say, ha, 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 <laughs> The good work God has begun, he will bring to full completion. So do not look down and do not feel oppressed and do not feel like, how can this happen? But lift up your voice and open your mouth wide and yield to the Holy Ghost for he will change you, change your situation and you you in a way beyond your own reasoning or understanding. Ha, ha, ha. For this is the work of God. Ah, and my yoke is easy and my burden is light, saith the Lord. So yield to the Holy Ghost and stay full of joy, full of the Holy Ghost. For that desire in your spirit can only work by the Spirit of God. So yield unto the Holy Ghost in the morning and yield unto the Holy Ghost in the evening and the joy of the Lord will fill your heart and I'll make you a sign and a wonder and a testimony to others of my faithfulness, saith the Lord, that it shall all come to pass and you will give the glory to me, saith the Lord. You'll give the glory to the Lord Jesus, the head of the church. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. <laughs> Where it is his word he has spoken. Mm. So believe yeah. mm. uh, So mix faith with the word of God. Mix faith with that word. For that word is working mightily and effectually in those who believe. Mix faith with that word. Even the word you've heard even this night. Mix faith with that word. And then laugh and count it all joy and act on the word of God. Follow the instructions of the Holy Ghost. Count it all joy. And it will provide an atmosphere for miracles and your faith will grow exceedingly and the hand of the Lord shall rest upon you in a new way. A new way, like it's a new day, like it's a new door, like it's a new season. And you'll laugh and say, look what the Lord has done. Ha, ha, ha. He has turned my captivity. So now remember not the former things, saith the Lord. I'm doing a brand new thing. Ha, and now it shall spring forth. So rejoice in the goodness of God and rejoice at my word like you found a great spoil. Ha, ha, ha. Well, rejoice like you found a million dollars. I rejoice like somebody just gave me a million dollars. Go ahead and shout about it. I rejoice like somebody just gave me a million dollars. Ha, ha. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I believe I receive. Come on, don't just believe, but I believe I receive. How would you act if you already had the thing you're believing? I believe I receive. Boy, I'm going to have to praise the Lord. I'm going to have to do a little shouting. Ha, 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 ha. 
Amen. Come on. So this week, you declare God's turning things. I said, he's turning things. Ha, ha, ha. Like a dream coming to pass. He's turning things in my future, in my life. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Individually, but as we rejoice together as a corporate mm. receiving of miracles Amen. and breakthroughs that are impossible Amen. and beyond your imagination. Praise God. Well, give the Lord a shout. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Karis Christian Center podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www.karischristiancenter.com or call us at 719-418-4000.